Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis R. Avalone. Well, happy New Year, Stephen, and happy New Year to all of you, our listeners. We are so grateful that you are with us in this glorious new year sure that is not 2020 (laughs) i mean seriously right so the new year is upon us Mm -hmm. and i think it's important for us to remember because i think there was a lot of stinking thinking in 2020 and we don't want to bring any of that stinking thinking well then into 2021 there wasn't just stinking thinking there were stinking actions oh well there was bad behavior throughout that year well stinking thinking as motivational speaker zig ziglar Mm -hmm. put it is when we allow ourselves to be gripped by negative thoughts, mm-hmm. emotions, you know, mm-hmm. making you feel defeated or discouraged and depressed. You know, stinking thinking can do that to you. You know, you've heard of the adage, we are what we think about. Right. It's not just an adage. It's in the Bible. As a man thinks, so is he. I- exactly. So how we speak to ourselves can be very self-motivating and encouraging or self-defeating and pitying. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is generally when folks remind us that it's not what happens to us that matters. It's how we choose to respond. Now, we've all asked a friend, for example, on the phone or just about anyone in passing, hey, how are you? Sure. Maybe it's the clerk at the grocery store or maybe it's a server in a restaurant. And by the way, that's a kind of unique American thing. When people come from other countries, they're, they're, they find it odd that Americans ask how other people are as much as we do. Okay. But it's expected that the answer is mm. going to be a polite one. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm. Not too bad. Yeah. When I, they I've s- actually tried to take that phrase out of my out of my vocabulary. I used to say not too bad all the time. I, I really don't like. I don't like that for that stinking thinking rule. Well, it no, sneaks in. exactly. Because when you say not too bad, you know right away mm-hmm. that these are the proverbial glasses half empty right. type of folks. Exactly. You, you know it by the words that they use so not too bad implies that there is always something to worry about in their mind or nothing is ever quite right you're at an appropriate level of bad right i'm not too bad i'm just kind of bad but if you said (laughs) i'm fantastic thanks i mean likewise you know that this is a glasses half full type of person sure Uh, again simply by the words they chose whether or not they were really doing fantastic or not that's not the point But by responding, I'm fantastic, it suggests that this is someone who has a positive attitude, who's choosing how they're going, how they are responding to whatever is going on in their life. And if I might be so presumptuous, I think that this is an individual that tends to look for the silver lining, even in difficult situations. And you know what I I say commonly, when someone asks me, how am I? My most common response is, I'm well, thank you. And the reason I say that is that old adage, if you haven't got your health, you don't have anything, right? Sure, sure. So I'm recognizing that I have health. I'm well. Thank you so much for asking about that. So it shows a gratitude. I start from there. Um, It's a positive thing. I am well. But it's also a thing that I'm taking uh, appreciation of in the moment. I'm reminding myself, I'm well. 
things are possible. All right, and so as we start this new year, I think it's important that we realize that the words we use are powerful. Absolutely. And so if, in fact, Joe Biden gets inaugurated Mm -hmm. and becomes the next president of the United States, Mm -hmm. I think our national mood, though, may change. The words that we use to describe ourselves, I think, are going to necessarily change because Biden has said it in as much and he said it several times. He said, our darkest days are ahead of us. You know, that's very interesting. I remember four years ago when Donald Trump gave his acceptance speech or gave his uh, inauguration address. That's right. The media said it was dark. The media said it was oh, a depressing. Do you my remember that? Lord. Yeah, I and do. I went through, I did a podcast and I, I went through and I compared what he said to what Obama said to what Bill Clinton had said. There was nothing that was as dark about what Donald Trump said as those other people. It was that the media decided in their minds that whatever Donald Trump was in favor of must be dark. And it was their perception of what Donald Trump said, not the actual words he used. They chose to assume that it was a dark speech. And see, it's not just Joe Biden, though. It's those that he has chosen to be part of his administration. It's part and parcel. The the adage of birds of a feather flock together. Right. Uh, Xavier Becerra, the the, uh, former, well, I guess the current uh, attorney general for California, who's supposed to be health and human services director under a Biden administration, he doesn't think America's a good place. He doesn't like this country. Well, the incoming CDC director, her name is uh, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Okay. She warns that the dark days of the coronavirus will come around again. She says, I think we all need to acknowledge, this is a direct quote, that on January 21, mm-hmm. things are going to be bad. It's going to be dark. This is a direct quote. That's the day that the person who wants to be her boss is supposed to be sworn in. No, as he's president. sworn in on January on the, the 20th. 20th. You're right. She so, says on January 21st. That's going to be a dark day? Things are going to be bad. What, why would she say that about the guy well, that's... I don't know. Anthony Fauci said the same thing. He said things might actually get worse after Biden is inaugurated. Might. Uh, might. They don't have to. But if we keep electing people, remember, we, we uh, Joe Biden during the debates said this was going to be a dark winter. Why the hell did we elect somebody who thinks that this is going to be a dark winter? And so say what you want about President Trump. His self-talk is so very different. He uses positive words mm-hmm. like great. We're the greatest. Terrific. It's the best ever. Fortune. Thriving. Huge. He says that America is going to start winning again, that it's going to be beyond anybody's expectations, that we're going to win so much that you're going to get tired of winning. Who would not? I mean, seriously. I mean, who would not want to aspire to win so much that you're just exhausted from winning? Apparently, everybody who votes Democrat. Now, a lot of folks may say, well, he's just he's just feeding mm-hmm. all of these Americans these false hopes and promises. That's an interesting point because there are a lot of people who, when they're having a bad day, and everybody has a bad day from now and then, they say, look, if somebody asks me how I am and I say I'm doing fantastic, but I'm actually having a bad day, aren't I just lying? Aren't I being a liar? Don't you folks there on American ground, don't you, you say all the time you want truth and you want honesty, but if I lie to somebody about how I am, Donald Trump, he's just a liar. 
America's not great. He says America's great, but he's just a liar. How do you respond to that? It's aspirational. It's that American spirit of wanting something better, to do better, to be better, than be better tomorrow than you are today, to be better today than you were yesterday. I mean, that's what made this country what it is. By contrast, if you look at the Democrats, you look at President Obama in his eight years, I mean, some of his most favored words were can't and don't and frustrating. He used frustrating a lot. He was Mm -hmm. very frustrated, apparently. I mean... He also used the word I a lot. Oh, he used... oh. Countless times. But, you know, instead of thriving in your job, Mm -hmm. instead of succeeding in your job, during the Obama administration, he believed that at a certain point, you've made enough money. If you started a small business in your home and you grew it into a, a terrific company, he said, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. I mean, that's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, how demoralizing it is for folks who have dreams, who pour their sweat, their blood, their tears into an endeavor, and then to have the president of the United States set the tone, set the mood for the country to say, you didn't build that? Well, I mean, I, come on. And that's not just harmful to an individual's psyche. That's damaging to the potential of the country. Because what makes a country great comes from the greatness within each and every individual in that country. So if we want America to be great, we need more Americans to achieve their own personal greatness. But if you're telling people you can't achieve your greatness, if you're saying even if you do achieve your greatness, you didn't do that. Those jobs aren't coming back. We're we're hurting the country as a whole. You can't make America great if Americans aren't great. And Americans aren't going to be great if you tell them they can't be. No. And the truth is how we talk to ourselves as a country. Yes. And the president of the United States is who sets basically the tone. The communicator in chief. How we talk to ourselves as a country is the loudest and most influential voice that we will hear. It can work for us. It can work against us depending on the messages we allow. If you believe that America is great, can be greater, then you're going to live your life, you're going to have ambition, you're going to work in a way that's consistent with that. But if you believe that America is filled with injustice and that America is this imperialist nation that has all of these ill-gotten gains and should finally be taught its lesson, then you're going to live your life a completely different way, but it's not a productive way. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anybody. You know, so... And and I think this is part of why, when you look at the stories, when you look at the statistics, Republicans are happier than Democrats. In poll after poll, Republicans are happier than Democrats. And I think it's because their self-talk is brighter, it's more hopeful, it's more aspirational. So may this new year of 2021 be filled with the opportunities for you and your family in which the difficulties might not seem all that difficult and you may find always that it's the words you choose that are the most powerful we'll be right back with the american mamas stick around you're listening to american ground radio Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Palmer Lewis, our Avalone. All right, so the World Health Organization and medical professionals and governments all over the world finally have everyone wearing masks and 
generally socially distancing, and yet we're still opening up the economy more and more each and every day. No, we're not. No, they are. No, they no, are, they are. No, no, they're doing I, lockdowns. New York, uh, California, there are a lot of states that are doing more and more lockdowns every day. I, I think people in general across this country are resuming their life re- regardless uh, I, of the restrictions. Yeah, but nevertheless, I've been watching some videos out of California. That is not the case over on the West Coast. The World Health Organization, you uh-huh. know, we we got vaccines now, so I guess things have maybe calmed down for them a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. They're looking for a little bit more excitement. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because today they announced that super gonorrhea is on the rise. Worst superhero name ever. I mean, super <laughs> gonorrhea, they say, is on the rise because this STD. Mm-hmm is become now more resistant to antibiotics Sure, because we've overused antibiotics during the pandemic. And here's what I'm wondering. So now if super gonorrhea is on the rise, Mm -hmm. is the World Health Organization, are those on the left now going to start preaching abstinence? Are they going to start talking? No. Why not? No. Why not? No, wait a minute. Why not? Because they were preaching that we needed to stay six feet apart. We needed to wear a mask. We needed to do all of these things. We needed to give up our holidays and not go to church anymore. I mean, seriously, there have been a lot of sacrifices made by those on the left. If the World Health Organization is talking about super gonorrhea being on the rise, then wouldn't abstinence or waiting until you were married to engage in those kind of relations, wouldn't that be something that they would be advising? Because there's would, nothing more. There's nothing more important than saving lives. You would think, except that in the middle of this pandemic, in the state of Washington, while they told people not to go visit their parents for Christmas, they told them how to have safe one-night stands with random strangers. It involves a shower curtain. That's all I'm going to say. There needs a national campaign of abstinence. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so if you're going to try and get in good shape for this next year, make sure you go check out BodyProImpact.com. BodyProImpact.com. They've got this neat thing. It's a Fit 3D scanner there. It scans your whole body. You can keep a record of it. Then you come back later after you've been working out for a little bit. They'll rescan you. That is and, cool. And you can see exactly so cool. where you've made progress. Because sometimes when we just look in the mirror, we don't see it from one day to another. Well, the, the Fit 3D scanner certainly does calculate your body mass index, your muscle mass, your posture analysis. Got to check it out. Bodyproimpact.com. We have a question in for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, what are your hopes for the new year? Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. She told me not to come. She said, that ain't the way And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Netterville and Denise Arthur. So, yeah, we're just a little ways away here. New Year's coming up. Uh, You guys got any big hopes, big plans for 2021? Well, I I really didn't. (laughs) I didn't. 2021 is going to be a light in the dark, I believe. I think it's going to be a phenomenal year. I'm one of the last people to believe that Trump is going to continue to be our president. But even if that should not come to pass. I truly believe that we have an opportunity at this juncture to use our voices in a way we've never used them before and make things happen. It's our choice. You know, happiness is a choice. Our, um, you know, our freedom is our right. So we can do these things to make ourselves happy, our children happy. I've been in a, I've truly been a recluse for the last few months. 
Um, I don't like to go out where I'm going to have masked Nazis telling me, you know, pull it over your nose, you know, if I'm literally <laughs> 20 feet away from them. So I'm I'm kind of, you know, over that. But I am telling you, I just, I have great hopes for 2021. What I, about you, I do too. I mean, I feel like we've been, I feel like we have been groomed mm. for 2021. I, like I literally do. Yeah. I think we've seen all the things you don't want to do. I think right. we've seen every bad example set on how to act and how not to act when you're not sitting in the winter seat, if that's how it turns out to mm-hmm. be. And I think that we've learned a lot Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we Heck don't, of course, yeah. I don't think we belong to the party that burns and loots and, and does whatever, but I mean, I, Lies and I steals think, and yeah, cheats. I mean, I think, I think we're going to, we look, we will be fine because at the end of the day, we really know where this is all headed. Everything that we're going through, no matter what year it is, it's all, we're just, this is we are just here temporarily. Mm-hmm. We are all here temporarily. God and is in I control. Think, right. And, you know, I've said this before. I mean, I think we just worry about our own four walls, what's under our roof. And, I mean, our hope is, you know, that our families are healthy and mm-hmm. that our children are happy and that, Continue you know, to spread love and yeah, goodness I mean, and kindness. That's, that's what you should do that every year. Right. Like, you know, I mean. I think you're right about 2020. You know, we've talked about this before. It's that 2020 vision. Things have become clear. We have clarity. For sure. Things that we had no idea were happening, we are now aware of everything. The I think we're stronger are now than I we've ever well, been. We're, we're now armed. We're prepared. Right. We've, um, you, we've been able to maintain our sense of self while also gathering the tools that we need to get through the, the things like this. And I, I am very hopeful that when 2021 starts up, now that we know everything, like you said, we've grown wiser now. There are things that we can put into place in 2021 that will carry on because people are saying, oh, my gosh, if we lose this, you know, the whole, you know, our nation is gone. And I'm one of those is fearful of that. But there's something about the the American people and their spirit. We are never going to give up. We're never going to give in. We believe that God is in ultimate control. He is the, um, you know, he's the healer. He's, He's the one that can help us through this. And I will tell you. Even though a lot of us are divided right now in this in the, in our country, people are kinder. I, I I'm telling you, other than the mass Nazis, people are truly. It's almost like they are using their eyes to say, "I'm one of the good guys." No matter if they're a liberal or a conservative, I was telling my daughter this. We were on a walk, and I said, "I feel like they're going out of their way. Like it's okay." I hadn't met those people. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't come across. <laughs> Maybe I'm just naive. Maybe they're actually using their eyes to say. Girl. No. Well, you know what? Well, I think um, they're kind of in a quiet time right now. Mm-hmm. You haven't. They haven't been as loud and as right. uh, you know as vocal as they have been in the past. And that, and I'm talking about social media people and people. You know, I don't see. You know, I've seen this on Facebook. You know, where they say, you know, that I don't see people saying, you know, Biden's my president and I'm proud. You know, I like like a lot of Trump supporters yeah. do. So it's just kind of everything's kind of hanging in the air right now. But I don't even that doesn't even make me feel like 
unsteady because right. it, irregardless of what happens, we're still going to be us when we get up the next day. We're still going to do the same things we've always done. We're going to, you know, work. We're going to take care of our families. We're going to worship. We're going to do all those things. And what Nothing's going to change. What a blessing. You just said worship. What a blessing that we worship a God who is in such total control of our hearts and of our lives. And he he knows. He knows what's ahead for us. He right. is, he's there to guide he us. He already knows this. He knows, he this, knows what's ha- the, story the story before we ever get to it. And so now our only job is to trust him. That's right. To have faith in him. So- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So easy. It is. And to have hope in, the, in his goodness for all. It is. There's a sense of peace about that. So people who don't know God and don't have a relationship with Jesus, I um, I really wish that they would consider Cause, look, opening it, their minds the to that. The road is because, so much smoother yes. if you just turn it over. Yeah. I'm just saying, turn it over for 21. Turn it over. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash American Ground Radio or facebook.com slash American Mamas. Terry Netterville, Denise Arthur. Thank y'all. Thank you. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. So stick around. There's more fresh roasted American ground radio brewing. So stick around. Mm, that's good radio. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. And for those of you who say that only those who believe Trump won are conspiracy theorists, that are just hangers-on, you just don't want to give it up, you're, a, you're an awful loser. I mean, just come on. It's time to move on. Here's what I would say to you. Okay. Just do the math. Do the simple math. A mathematician released his mathematical calculations, and it, it is. It's very simple. You don't have to have a, a math degree to understand this. But Biden did claim 13 million more votes than were eligible voters who voted in the 2020 election. And you may say, how does that, how do you yeah, prove that? How do you, how okay. 13 million? 13 million. Okay, here, here's the math. There's 213.8, let's just say 214 million registered voters in the United States. Okay, 214 million. 66% of those voters voted in 2020. All right, that equals 141 140 million, roughly, voters, okay, who voted in the 2020 election. Now, President Trump won 74, at least at this point, won 74 million of those votes. That only leaves 67.5 
million votes remaining for Biden. This means there are 13 million duplicate. No, no, no. There's something wrong with that math. Look, no, there's, you, you don't base the percentage why, of people Why is there something up, wrong with that math? Because— I mean, you take the number of voters that are registered in this country. Right. You deduct from—well, you take the number of registered voters. You look at the percentage of those no, that voted. that's backwards. That's the backwards part. You take the number of total votes that were put in— you divide the number of registered voters by the number of people who voted. That's how you get the percentage. His percentage is off. I don't think so. All right, we'll talk about this during the break. All I'm right. just saying, if you don't believe that, I mean, you can look in in Pennsylvania, for example. Now, there you're talking about something that's actually more th- Where they had 2.5 million absentee ballots that were counted, uh-huh. but only 1.8 million absentee ballots were sent out how do you how do now, you reconcile that there's the problem now it's not 13 million votes but that's enough votes to flip one state the state of pennsylvania and that definitely needs to be looked into let's dig deep working in a coal mine going down 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 working in a coal mine about to step down working in a coal one of the things we try and do on the show is we want to prepare you for what's coming up. Right? You mean our listeners? We want to are you talking to me? No, our listeners. Oh, no, okay. you're, you're prepared. You know this already. The media, I just want everybody to know, the media will not cover Joe Biden with near as much scrutiny as they did the Donald Trump administration. They aren't going to be as combative. They aren't going to bother fact-checking. They won't correct him when it's wrong. The, and, and the really here's the really awful, disturbing part. They say that's a good thing for America. Well, Stephen, I, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. uh, duh. I mean, look at look at how they've covered right. the presidential campaign for right. Joe Biden or his his reign as president as the made up office of president elect. Well, and uh, you you saw during the the campaign they didn't talk about his dementia. They didn't talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. They intentionally squelched those stories. Or what he did in the Ukraine. But in case you start to think that maybe they'll actually cover him more like a president should be covered by the media, no. And and all it's I'm not basing this off of what they've done in the past because they've done awful things as you're pointing out. I'm telling you this based on what they're saying today. The members of the media are telling you with their own words they do not intend to cover Joe Biden with any scrutiny. See, that's not journalism because I think journalism, it used to be like a watchdog of right. sorts. That's for, the whole point. For the American people. Right. The journalism, the journalists are supposed to work for the people. They're not supposed to work for a party. That's the problem we're in. Now, no one has made a bigger ass of himself during these past four years than Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I, I could go with that, I guess. Yeah. But there's so many to choose from. Right. But I think he's the biggest one. He says he's a reporter. He's not. He's a liberal commentator who has infiltrated the White House press corps. And yes, I could prove that in court simply by citing the code of ethics for journalists and then playing any number of Jim Acosta's reports to demonstrate that on a daily basis he violates the code of ethics wait, for wait, journalists. Wait a minute, you used the word ethics yeah. and journalist in you the same sentence. You can't be a journalist if you have no ethics. You just can't. Oh, oh uh, plenty of people are getting paid to do just that. I know, but it doesn't mean they are. That's, okay. That's where I'm, uh, look, I can't call myself a journalist anymore because I'm a pundit. Uh, my opinions and my bias, I talk about that on the show. I used to be a journalist because I followed the code of ethics, and now I've picked a side. Look, Jim Acosta just did an interview for The Atlantic. And by the way, reporters aren't supposed to be the story. They're supposed to report the story so much for journalistic integrity. But anyway, here's what it says in The Atlantic. Quote, 
Acosta said he doesn't expect to bring the same crusading style to his coverage of the next administration. Quote, I don't think the press should be trying to whip up the Biden presidency and turn it into must-see TV in a contrived way, he said. If that sounds like a double standard, Acosta told me it's not partisan. It's a matter of professional solidarity. In his view, Trump's campaign to discredit the press has constituted a, quote, nonstop national emergency, one that's required a defiant response. Okay, so if you've picked a side, as you Uh say, then if a journalist has picked a side, I think that is makes it impossible for them to hold the government accountable. Right, you can't cuz you're you're cheerleading for your team and you're blinded by your own biases. You know, I remember during the Trump Clinton campaign from 2016. Okay. There were, you know, journalists contributed nearly half a million dollars to both campaigns. But guess who and I doesn't I know you know the answer to this because 96% of journalists mm-hmm contributed to only one of the candidates. Right. 96% contributed to Hillary Clinton. And I would say that's even higher this time. Same Atlantic article, by the way, Olivia Nuzzi is a a New York uh, magazine journalist. Quote, on a purely social level, I don't know that reporting critically on Joe Biden will feel as safe for reporters, she told me. You're not going to get yas queened to death. So she's saying that to protect her social circles, She's not feeling safe to report on bad things that Joe Biden did, just like she would have felt fine to to ridicule Donald Trump. All right, let's move on. Another one. Jake Tapper, he was talking with Brian Stetler on CNN, two very left-leaning people. They were speaking about how they covered Trump. Quote, this is Jake Tapper. We felt in many ways the need to do more aggressive fact-checking. That's Jake Tapper. So how will they cover Biden? Here's Jake Tapper again. I don't know that we're going to have the need to continue to do those quite the same way in a Biden administration. But I kind of suspect that news media coverage will change as a more, you know, normal president takes office. So a normal president basically means we get our talking points from the administration. And we don't have to check it. We don't have to fact check because, what Joe Biden tells us. Because all of our ships uh-huh. are sailing in the same direction. CNN fact checker Daniel Dale, his job is to fact check. He says it will not be a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job to fact check Biden. Dale hopes to spend more time debunking online information and digging into claims my, made by congressional leaders. Now, let me just ask you a question. Which congressional leaders do you think Daniel Dale will fact check? Do you think he's going to fact check Nancy Pelosi? Do you think he's going to fact check Chuck Schumer, AOC, Ilhan Omar? Which congressional leaders do you think he's going to focus his time fact checking? They are telling you in advance they have a double standard. They will not cover Biden the same way they did Trump. They are telling you in advance they plan to take the next four years off from actually doing their job. Don't expect them to do it. There are better independent news sources out there. CNN is writing you off. You should do the same to them. You know, we've got the two-party system collapsing in this country. We've got the media. Of course, their bias is ever They've obvious joined now. the Democrat Party. And the question is, who is going to stand up for the American people? American Ground Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul Lewis. All right, we have some breaking news from the Supreme Court. Well, oh, yeah? from the Trump campaign. Okay. Uh, they're taking... 
the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision, which allowed over 50,000 illegal absentee ballots to be counted, which is in violation of the United States Constitution because that is not permitted under the states, Wisconsin's state election laws. They are now taking that. They have filed a writ Mm -hmm. of certiorari uh, with the Supreme Court. So that's very interesting. I didn't see that one coming this quickly. But of course, if there's any time, this is is the time. I mean, if you're going to run the hurry-up offense... I mean, this is the time to run it. My concern is that the Supreme Court will do with this what they did with the Bakfar case, which is they said, great, we'll hear it after Joe Biden is elected and is sworn into office. They're going to take up Bakfar. Well, wait a minute. January 22nd. I'm not sure that it will be Joe Biden sworn into office. It may, in fact, be Kamala Harris. And you say, why? Why? Well, because earlier today, Joe Biden said just that. He was making a comment about the fact that he had taken the vaccine Mm -hmm. and that vice, excuse me, that president-elect Kamala Harris had taken the vaccine as well. He didn't even correct himself. This is a gaffe he makes over and over and over. And the people on the left are like, nothing to see here. Move along. I think it's more than a Freudian slip. I, I think, think this too. is what's going on plan. in the back rooms. And it's like it just oozes out of him. Let's get to a bright spot. I'm doing all right. Getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. So there's an old Mr. Rogers quote that I, I love. I'm sure you've heard it. Whenever there's tragedy, look for the heroes, look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. There are always helpers. Sure. Right? Nashville Police Department recognized uh, several of their officers. There was the bomb that happened on uh, on Christmas morning, right? And they've, bizarre. They've recognized several police officers for their heroism. Yep. Uh, Brenna Hosey, James Llewellyn, Michael Sippos, Amanda Topping, James Wells, and Sergeant Timothy Miller. Uh, these are the officers who went door to door making sure everyone was clear of the blast zone before the bomb went off. Three people were injured in the blast, but the only person who died was the bomber himself, and that's a direct result of the work that these officers did. And let me interject, not to get off of topic here, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. For all those folks that are calling for defunding the police, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, fella. Yeah. Would you go door to door knowing that there may be an explosion that folks' lives may be in danger and that you are right there at the Mm -hmm. epicenter? Would you put yourself in the middle of harm's way, but yet it's okay to call for defunding the police and that police are scum and pigs and all of those And and they would not have been able to clear everybody out if they didn't have enough officers on the scene. And frankly, they probably didn't have enough officers on the scene. But I think it's also safe to say those heroes had divine help. Yes? I think always. Here's Officer James Wells talking at a press conference about the bombing. Reporters asked him to describe what he was doing and what he experienced. Take a listen. And as I'm getting ready to walk toward them, walking back toward the RV, and this might not be politically correct, but this is my truth. I literally hear God tell me to turn around and go check on Topping, who was by herself down on Broadway. And um, as I turn around... For me, it felt like I only took three steps, and then the music stopped, and as I'm walking back toward Topping now, I just see orange, and then I hear a loud boom, 
And uh, as I'm stumbling, because uh, it, it rocked me that hard, I started stumbling. I just tell myself to stay on your feet, stay alive. It might not be politically correct, but this is my truth. I literally heard God tell me to turn around. That saved his life, most likely. He took enough steps to get out of the blast, and it, it didn't hit him face on. It came at it from his back rather than hitting him in the face, right? Sure. He was deaf. He was uh, temporarily deafened in one ear. But be, God intervened in this moment and sent this officer in a direction for safety. Amanda Topping was his partner that day. They arrived on the scene together. She was perfectly fine. By God telling Officer Wells to turn around, he was spared the full impact of that blast. Later on, he said, I'm a spiritual person, and so I truly believe that when I do this job, I'm led by that voice. How I treat people, how I go about doing this job every day, that's what guides me. And I truly believe that what guided me in that sense, because I was literally getting ready to walk back towards that RV, and you watch the video, you can see that moment of clarity for me when I heard God say, go and check on topping. There is video evidence of him receiving a message from God that saved his life. You know, obviously he's a spiritual man of right. in, at some level, obviously. Right. But I wonder how many of us stop and listen for when God is speaking and to that's us. that's the key. Because how, how often, and I know this has happened to me countless times. I say, I know it's it's one of those things that, that you spiritually, you just feel. Well, but I have evidence of it that in my own life of what has happened to me, and there's only one explanation of it, and it's because God was talking to me and I learned how to listen. Officer Wells knew how to listen for that voice. It's key. And if God talks to Officer Wells, and if God talks to me, and if God talks to you, God wants to talk to you too. And you need to learn to listen, because one day, it just might save your life. Coming up next, got a moment of well. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis. Sar Avalone. Well, the CDC released some new numbers today. Oh, good. But it didn't have anything to do, well, not directly, mm-hmm. with the coronavirus. Oh. The China flu. Okay. Flu cases. Regular. Regular flu. Boring normal, flu. Yeah. Ordinary flu. Those cases in the United States? Yeah. They've nearly disappeared. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The number of positive Flu test, not COVID-19, not the virus from China, right? but positive, ordinary mm-hmm. flu tests are at an all-time low this year mm-hmm. compared to where we were last year at this time. And see, this is the thing. Everybody's, you know, the Democrats accused Donald Trump of having not done the proper thing to deal with covid but if flu numbers are down at an all-time low, what else could Donald Trump have done to stop COVID? And here's the other part, and this was not reported very widely. Mm-hmm. The CDC in August said only 6% of all deaths in the United States that are classified or that have been classified, at least to that point, mm-hmm. as coronavirus deaths actually died from the coronavirus 
exclusively. Right, not something else, not some comorbidity. And that we've talked about that on the show. And when you read those data, it should have you say, whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Last week, the W Underdogs Animal Shelter in Atlanta caught fire. Mm. Now, no one was in t- inside at the time, but six dogs and ten cats were. Keith Walker happened to be nearby when the fire started. Keith has been homeless for many years. The animal shelter often houses and feeds his dog, Bravo. And when the fire started, Bravo was one of the dogs inside. Keith knew he had to do something. Keith was scared, but he wanted to save those animals. So even before firefighters were able to arrive, Keith ran into the burning building. One by one, he was able to pull out each and every dog and cat and got them all to safety. Oh, wow. Keith later told the news, if you love a dog, you can love anyone in the world. My dog is my best friend, and I wouldn't be here without him. So I know I had to save all those other dogs. That's fantastic. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.